I once had a perfect nose, not too big, not too small, just right for my face, perfectly straight, not chiseled looking like some noses, and appropriately rounded at the end. A nose you might choose if there were a choice, a nose you could be proud of. But then things happened and my nose changed. We're in trouble, I screamed to my tall, brawny friend Arnie from the back of our boat. At age 14, Arnie and I had spent a Saturday afternoon fishing in our small rented boat on Jamaica Bay in Rockaway, New York. It was the end of the day. A stiff wind had come up. The surf was getting rough. Our boat was due back in 30 minutes, and I couldn't start the engine. It's no use. It won't start. What are we going to do? Let me try, Arnie yelled from the other end of the boat. The boat rocked against the waves as he struggled to make his way across the seats. He finally got to where I was sitting, and we carefully changed places. You need to pull much harder, he yelled over the wind, and grabbed the cord out of my hands. After a powerful tug and a mighty heave, the engine started up. His elbow smashed into my nose, and I saw waves of purple and blue confetti-like stars reaching outward for the sky. That did it, he shouted with satisfaction. It sure did, I yelled back. You hit me in the nose. I iced my nose over the next few days, and the swelling went down, but the top of my nose now had a bump, and it tilted slightly to the right. These new features were permanent, and they made my nose look different. I decided to see my doctor. You've got a deviated septum, Dr. Langer declared after inspecting my nose in his examination room. He had been my doctor for 10 years, and I had a lot of respect for his knowledge and experience. With an air of authority, he bent his bald head forward and looked at me over the top of his spectacles. This is not unusual after a blow to the nose. You could get it fixed surgically, but you'd lose any sense of smell. No thanks, I responded. Fast forward 40 years. We'll need to operate on your nose, said my new dermatologist, who had been recommended by my primary care doctor. His youthful appearance belied his years of training and experience. We'll use Mohs micrographic surgery to see where the basal cell carcinoma stops. This will allow us to keep as much healthy skin as possible. Did you sit out in the sun much as a kid? Sure did, I replied. I used a cardboard sun reflector for a faster, more complete tan. A sunburn was a sign of health back then, and sun reflectors were popular. We just didn't know any better. I've had several patients who used sun reflectors in their youth, the affable doctor said as he placed his scope back on the table. I opted for his surgery, lost skin on the right side of my nose, and it now looked even more unbalanced. Five years later, I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. 
The nightlight had gone out. It was pitch black in our bedroom, and I stumbled into the sharp edge of a wall. My nose hurt a lot over the next week, so I went to see my 80-year-old ear, nose, and throat specialist. Looks like you fractured your nose, my ENT reported. Standing before me in a white gown that perfectly matched his white hair, he shook his head. It will definitely heal, but the bones won't come together completely. There's really nothing to do about it. That was five years ago. Today, I look at my nose in the mirror and see all its flaws. It's crooked where it once was straight, bumpy where it used to be smooth, off-center and tilted to the right. I remember how beautiful my nose once looked so many years ago, and a part of me still wants my old nose back. Recently, I talked to Hommel, my 70-year-old spiritual teacher, about my nose, and he had this question. What do you see when you look in the mirror? I see a nose that's all messed up and no longer fits my face, I replied. I had been taking Hommel's weekend workshops for some 20 years and appreciated his brilliance and heartfelt manner. I spoke to the short, bald, homely mentor during a break at one of his workshops. Can you find any perfection in a nose that perfectly mirrors the events of your life, he asks? What a crazy idea. He can't be serious. I don't respond. What blocks you from accepting your nose as it now looks? He continues. I don't like it. I cover my nose with my hands. Who would you be without this story that my nose has to look good and I need to like it? He folds his arms and tilts his head slightly as he awaits my response. I sit with his question for several minutes and then answer, I guess it wouldn't be such a big deal. How my nose looks wouldn't matter so much. Have you ever heard Leonard Cohn's song, Anthem? It has some words that may be helpful to you. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. I'd like to suggest a different attitude toward this nose that you don't like, and that is to see it as a gift. Boy, he's got some wild ideas. Next time you look in the mirror, I want you to say these words. This nose is a gift. Because your nose, as it now looks, is a constant reminder of the transitory nature of life with its change and loss. To hold on to anything is to suffer because it will pass with time and go away as everything does. All we really have is the present, the right now. Everything else is just a story. I sat with Hommel's wise words for a long time and followed his suggestion. Whenever I look in the mirror now, I say his words out loud. This nose is a gift. Little by little, I am coming to believe that.
It's really as plain as the nose on my face.